The Puppy Place, Teddy. Chapter 7. Lizzie took three giant steps backward and sat down, thump, on the curb, pulling Teddy into her lap. Her other earbud fell out and her iPod clattered to the sidewalk. Whoa, she gasped as the ambulance drew closer, its light flashing and its siren wailing. In the split second that it passed her, Lizzie caught sight of a familiar face through the windshield. Meg Parker, a firefighter who worked with Lizzie's dad. Meg sat in the passenger seat in her blue EMT suit, staring open-mouthed at Lizzie as the ambulance whizzed by. The siren's wail, loudest as the ambulance passed, began to grow distant as the ambulance sped down the street. Lizzie sat on the curb, her heart banging away in her chest. She tightened her grip on Teddy. Wow, that was a close call, she said into her furry ear. For once, Teddy was quiet. Lizzie wondered if he was as stunned as she was. That ambulance had come out of nowhere, and now it was gone, and she could barely hear the siren at all. She did hear something, though, a small, tiny sound like tiny people singing inside a sardine can. She looked down and saw her iPod lying next to her, earbuds still plunged in, to, and Angel Mine was still playing. She picked up the iPod and turned it off. Suddenly, Lizzie never wanted to hear that song again. She could hardly believe that she'd had the volume up high enough to miss the sound of that siren. Not smart, Lizzie, she said to herself. She knew she had risked her own safety and Teddy's too by tuning out the world that way. She took a deep breath and stood up. She'd been lucky and she knew it. Now all she wanted was to be home. Let's go, Teddy, she said. A few minutes later, Lizzie let herself in the back door and walked into the kitchen, hoping to find a snack to munch on while she did her homework. Instead, she found her mom, her dad, and Dr. Gibson. Dad stared at Lizzie with his arms crossed. Mom sat at the kitchen table, shaking her head. Dr. Gibson leaned against the doorframe and frowned. Elizabeth Maud Peterson, said her dad. Lizzie blinked. That was Mom's thing, the thing she always said when she was really upset with Lizzie. Dad never called her by her whole name like that. She did not like the look on his face, and she bent to unclip Teddy's leash. Lizzie, Dad said, look at me. What just happened out there? Happened? Lizzie asked, nothing. I mean, I'm fine. Teddy's fine, too. Nothing happened. That's not what uh, Peg Parker just called to tell me, Dad said. Meg said that you almost got run over by an ambulance. Because you had your earbuds in, Mom interrupted. She held out a hand, and probably with the volume way up too high. Let's have it. Lizzie knew what she wanted. She pulled her iPod out of her pocket and handed it over. You'll get it back when you convince me that you can use it responsibly, Mom said as she tucked it into her pocket. Next, it was Dr. Gibson's turn. What were you thinking, she asked. I came by to see how Teddy was doing, and this is what I hear. That you put him in danger. I asked your family to take care of this puppy because you are the best foster family I know. But now, Lizzie bit her lip in an effort to stop the tears that felt hot behind her ears. I didn't think... She began, no, you didn't. Her dad's harsh look softened as he came over to kneel by Lizzie. You didn't think, and that's the problem. We're happy you're safe, he said, but I don't ever want to hear about you doing something like that again. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Lizzie looked down at her feet. She had never felt so miserable. Not only had she upset her parents, she had disappointed Dr. Gibson. I'm really sorry, she said to the floor. I know it wasn't right. I just needed a break from Teddy's barking just for a few minutes. 
She looked up in time to see Dr. Gibson nodding. Maybe you're beginning to understand how his first owners felt, she said. No, said Lizzie. I understand that they were frustrated, but I still think they were wrong to want to take away his voice permanently. She bent down and scooped up Teddy, who had been unusually quiet for the last few minutes. I mean, look at him. He's a hero. He's the one who let me know the ambulance was coming. He saved my life. It was the only moment, was that moment that Lizzie understood what had really happened. She explained it all in a rush of words. When he heard the ambulance coming, Teddy had probably tried to get her attention by barking. And when that didn't work, he had tried the very trick he had taught her. Or him. Giving five. He had pawed at her leg to get her attention. What a smarty. She nuzzled her nose into his neck. Thank you, she whispered. Then she looked up at the adults in the room. I promise. From now on, I will give Teddy my full attention. Dr. Gibson came over and put her hands on Lizzie's shoulder. I know you didn't mean to do anything wrong. And she looked straight into Lizzie's eyes. But to be honest, I'm wondering whether you are the right foster family for this dog. I think it might be best if I try to find someone else to care for Teddy until we find him a forever home. Chapter 8. Lizzie stared at Dr. Gibson. What? She couldn't believe her ears. You're going to take Teddy away just because I messed up? Dr. Gibson put a hand on Lizzie's shoulder. It's not a punishment, Lizzie. I just get the sense that Teddy is a little, well, a little too much for all of you. Your plate is pretty full with all your dog walking and other activities, and I can see how Teddy's barking would be very disruptive to your family's life. But, Lizzie felt as if she'd been punched in the stomach. But he was learning. I just need a little more time. And I'll never, never. Mom came over to put her arm around Lizzie. Honey, she said, I think Dr. Gibson has made a decision and we have to live with that. You don't care. Lizzie jerked away from her mother's touch. You hate Teddy and his barking. You'll be happy if she takes him away. Lizzie, there was a warning tone in dad's voice. That's no way to speak to your mother. Well, Dr. Gibson looked uncomfortable. I'm sure it will take some time to find another foster family. Why don't you keep Teddy for a few more days? I'll be in touch. She grabbed her jacket and left. Lizzie picked up Teddy and held him close. He snuffled at her face and licked her cheek. What's wrong? What's all the fuss about? Lizzie rubbed her cheek against his. Don't you worry, she told him. You're not going anywhere. Lizzie. Mom reached out to hug her. I have homework to do. Lizzie pulled away. She felt hot tears behind her eyes, and all she wanted to do was be alone with Teddy. She ran upstairs and flung herself on her bed for a good, long cry. Teddy snuggled up next to her on the bed while she sobbed. After she cried for a while, she lay there staring up at her dog poster and her dog figurines. What a joke! She was supposed to be such a dog expert, but she didn't even take care of one tiny puppy. She ripped down the poster and swept the figurines into a shoebox. She pulled her dog books off the shelf and stuck everything into her closet so she wouldn't have time to look or she wouldn't have to look at it. Then she lay down and cried some more. When she felt all cried out, she thought Teddy brought Teddy down with her to the hall to mom's study. She had to call Maria. Only a best friend could really understand what she was going through. What? Maria asked when Lizzie spilled out the story. Dr. Gibson's going to take him away? Why? Because she doesn't trust me, that's why, Lizzie said. And maybe she shouldn't. I thought I knew everything about dogs and that I was the best trainer ever. 
I thought nobody could take care of a puppy as well as I could. I thought... She began to cry all over again. Teddy put a paw on her arm and looked at her, blinking his big round eyes. I thought all that, but I was wrong. I messed up. Maria was silent for a moment. Well, maybe you did, but you really do know a lot about dogs. You just made a mistake. My dad says the important thing is to learn from your mistakes. Maria was such a good friend. She could have mentioned the whole 13 dogs bad luck thing. Not Maria. Still, her kind words couldn't take the sting out of what had happened. I learned all right, Lizzie said. I learned that I'm a failure. I can't teach Chetty not to bark. I can't even take care of him right. But he can take care of you, Maria said. That was amazing the way he let you know that the ambulance was coming. Lizzie sniffed. I know. He is really smart. She looked down at Teddy on her lap and stroked his soft, fluffy ruff. She felt terrible. She had wanted to help Teddy find the best home, but instead she had put him in danger. She pictured the scene again. It was like a movie that would play forever in her mind. A horror movie. There she was, about to cross the street with Teddy right in the path of a speeding ambulance. I still can't believe I couldn't even hear the siren. I might as well have been completely deaf. Lizzie, said Maria after a moment, that's it. What? Lizzie asked. What's it? Teddy could be a hearing assistance dog. You know, like it could help a deaf person, the same way Simba helps my mom. Maria's mom was blind, and she could go no go anywhere and do anything because she had an amazing guide dog. Remember how my pen pal told me her cousin had a hearing dog? She went on, all in a rush, don't you think Teddy would be a perfect for that? Lizzie looked down at Teddy, curled up in her lap. Maybe, she said. What exactly do they do? I don't know a lot, Maria admitted. I just know they help alert a deaf person when certain things happen, like when the phone rings, just the way Teddy alerted you about the siren. Lizzie felt a growing excitement. Yeah, she said. Maybe he would be perfect for that. She put Teddy down on the floor and stood up, pacing around the room. I'll have to do some research, learn more about what they do. Then I'll have to start training him some more. I have a few days to work with him before Dr. Gibson takes him back. If I can just show her. She stopped. Maria, do you think you could get someone to help you walk the dogs for a couple of days? I'll need every minute to work with Teddy. Well, I... Maria began. Great, said Lizzie. Thanks. I have to go. Bye. She hung up, sat down, and spun the chair around to face the computer. It was time to get to work.